I don't just want you to have a new year. I want you to have a different year. Because even though it's new, it won't be different if you go into it with the same mindset. It won't be different if you go into it thinking the same way that you did this year. Because even though it's new and your mind's not new, it'll feel like the same thing over and over and over again. And I want you to have a mind for more. Somebody say more. New mindsets bring new results. So please write number one down. It goes like this. If I want to become a new me, I must be willing to develop a new mind. If I want, if I'm willing, if I need to become a new me, I must be willing to develop a new mind. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We're not just pursuing the morals of Jesus. We're pursuing the mind of Jesus. So if I'm going to live like Jesus, love like Jesus, lead like Jesus, talk like Jesus, that means we got to think like Jesus. Another translation of that verse says, and think the same way that Christ Jesus thinks. This proves that we don't just change our life by making changes in our life. We change our life by changing our mind, by changing our thinking. So if you want to pursue a new you, you must be willing to pursue a new mind. Because if we change the way we think, you, then you can change the way you live. Then you will be truly repentant. And this is why we need a mindset reset. This is why we need mindset shifts. We need to retrain our brains. Why we need to repent and renew our minds. This is why we need to develop a mind for more. Because according to scripture, there are two different mindsets. Somebody say two. Romans 8, 6 says, now the mindset of the flesh is death. But the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. There's a fleshly mindset, and then there's a spiritual mindset. And what's interesting to me is that you can be a follower of Jesus in your heart, but still think like a sinner in your mind. I'm going to say that again. You can be a follower of Jesus in your heart, but still think like a sinner in your mind. There are two different mindsets at work in us all the time. How so? Because even though your heart, even though your heart is being changed, it takes time for your mind to change, for your thinking to change. That's how you can be in church, and yet somehow you're st sitting here in this room and still feel imprisoned. You're in church, yet in your mind you still feel enslaved, incarcerated, bound, under arrest by fear, small thinking, shame, doubt, and all these other negative mindsets. Pastor Will, what's a mindset? A mindset is simply a way of thinking. That's what it is. It's a way of thinking. It's a mood. It's an attitude. It's a pattern. And we need to think about what we're thinking about. Because if we don't think about what we're thinking about, you would think about what you shouldn't think about. That makes sense. We need a mind for more. Somebody say more. So if you want this next year to be your best year, how many of you by show of hands, you want this next year to be your best year? You can put your hands down. That's great. It's most of the room, which is awesome. But if you want this next year to be your best year, to be different, you're going to have to think different. So I want to ask you, what is your mind set on? What do you think about? What is on your mind right now? What is taking residence in your mind that shouldn't have a place in your mind? See, a mindset will always lead you somewhere. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And either we have a mindset of the flesh that leads to death or a mindset of the spirit that leads to life and peace. And I know that most of us don't have the mindset of, mindset of the spirit because most of you don't live peaceful lives. You're in this room right now and you look calm on the surface, but inside your mind you are struggling. You're wrestling because you have developed a mindset of the flesh. But not anymore. 
You need to know that the thinking that got you here to this point in your life will not be the thinking that gets you to the next point in your life. The thinking that got you this far will not take you any further. We need to reset our mindsets, and Jesus came to give us a life, a life more abundantly. He came to give us a mind, a mind for more. That's what he wants for your generation. That's what he wants you to have when you're interacting with your friends. What needs to be different about us, what needs to be different about every single believer in this world is that we think differently. So we need to set our mind on the spirit. We need to be spiritually minded. Our mind needs to be set on what God says about himself and what God says about us. But how do we retrain our brain, Pastor Will? How do we how do we get a mindset reset? How do we develop a mind for more? Number one, please write this down. Remove. Remove. Somebody say remove. That's the one area no one likes. What do you mean remove, Pastor Will? We need to filter what goes into our mind. Some of you need to think about what you let into your mind, what you let into your heart. Because you cannot keep feeding your mind something that keeps weakening it, making it weak. You can't keep putting things into your mind that make it destructive. You have to remove some stuff from your life. Better yet, you may even have to remove some people from your life. You may have to remove some relationships from your life. You may have to remove some playlists from your life. You may have to remove some, some, some sports from your life. What are the things that you need to remove from your mind that's affecting your life? You may have to filter out and remove certain voices in your life. You heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. Everybody that speaks to you does not have permission to speak into your life. You got to remove some voices. What voices are in your head? Because the quality of our life is not just determined by who we listen to. It is equally impacted by who we don't listen to. Why? Because your mind can be a minefield. Some of you in conversation can be triggered so quickly. Our minds are battlefields that the devil wants to fight us on. And it's the one area we fight with ourselves and we fight with Satan the most. The one area that we fight in is our mind seems like that's the place that he attacks us because even though you're in this moment, when, you're, when you get home tonight and tomorrow morning and when you get into those places of isolation or when you're in your car or wherever it is that you find that moment of solace, that moment of calm, it seems, that there's, it seems like even though life just seems steady right now, it seems to be a war going on in your mind. I know for me personally, uh, I, I'm just being a little bit transparent, for the past couple nights, uh, it's been about two or three weeks or so, I've been waking up in the middle of the night at weird hours, like at 1.30, 2 o'clock, and anybody ever had dreams that just, they just feel real, like you wake up and you're like, somebody in here. Y'all ever had one of them dreams? It's happened quite a few times. I'm going to tell y'all, it was so real. Last night, I woke up at 2.30, kid y'all not, I woke up at 2.30, your boy was so afraid, I set the alarm. I ain't going to lie. I was like, somebody is in here, and if he's in here and the door opens, he can't get out because the alarm will go off. I set the alarm, and I picked my gun up, and I literally laid in my bed and just looked in the dark. I was like, somebody going to die tonight. If you in here, goodbye. But it's just, I said that to say it's in the moments where I'm trying to rest where Satan seems to attack my mind. Seems to, I can, I can be calm, steady, peaceful, and yet something just slides into my mind, why our mind, as I said, is a minefield. And so if we're going to feed our faith, we got to filter what goes into our mind. Because if we don't filter what's contributing to the mindsets we have, then you're probably feeding it. But Pastor Will, you know, it's, it's just music. It, it, it's just a TV show. It's, it's, it's just social media. Pastor Will, it, it's just a party. 
It's just a text message. It's just a group chat. It's just conversations. It's, it's really nothing bad. Whatever you're feeding, may, what the, the, whatever mindset you're feeding, it could be weakening you. So you may have to remove some thoughts that are in your mind by fighting them. And this is how we retrain our brains. Because, because thoughts that are in your head, just because it's in your head, that doesn't make it true. Let me just say that. Just because it's in your head, that doesn't make it true. Most people, most of you know people who think they know it all. And we can't stand those people because they the one thing we know about know it alls is they don't know no, they don't know anything at all. They just think they know everything. And that's one of the things that really rub us wrong. But everything that's in your head isn't true. Matter of fact, every thought that's in your head doesn't necessarily come from you. It doesn't always come from you. It, it may be inspired by something else. And you are not your thoughts. You are not your thinking. And you can't control every thought that comes into your mind, but you can't control how long it stays there. Those, feel, those moments where you, you're sitting there thinking about these things that come into your life, you may be sitting there, you know, maybe the thought in your head is, I'm a failure. I'm a, I'm a mistake. I'm a, I'm a mess up. Uh, nobody likes me. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. Whatever the thought is, you probably can't control that it came into your head, but you can control how long it stays there. Pastor Will, why are you telling me this? Because you can choose to remove certain ones that don't belong there. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, we take every thought captive and make it obey Christ. Any thought that we don't take captive will take us captive. Any thought you haven't taken captive has you captive. It has you bound. If it's fear, maybe, maybe you have depression, maybe it's lust, anger, addictions. Let me tell you something. The problem isn't your addiction. It's the way you think about it. The problem isn't your circumstance, it's the way you think about your circumstance. The problem isn't your past, it's the way you think about your past. The issues aren't your issue, the issue is the way you think about yourself. We want you to think about what you're thinking about, because God wants you to have a mind for more. Somebody say more. God wants us to, God wants us to see and think about ourselves the way he sees and thinks about us. So what are some things that you need to remove? What are some thoughts that you need to take captive? What are some relationships that don't need to be in your life any longer? What are some habits that you've been giving too much attention to? What are some thought patterns that need to go away? Because every thought we have, we take it captive and make it obedient to the word of God. We are the protectors of our mind. Listen, I love each and every one of you. Differently, but equally. I love all of you. But I can't protect your mind. I don't I don't have the power. I can't show up in the moments where your mind is the weakest and then stand in front of the attack of the enemy. I, I can't do it. You are the protector of your mind. And the devil doesn't decide what you think. And if you want to win this battle, you must make Jesus the Lord of your thoughts. And I must let God's word dictate what thoughts stay in my mind. Somebody say more. See, we've been trying to fight the enemy with the wrong weapons. And that's why some of us are losing. That's why some of you feel like, Pastor Will, I'm losing my mind. We ha- but you got to remember the you got to remember things like this. You're saved. Somebody say I'm saved. For those of you that aren't, you'll get an opportunity tonight. But if you're saved in the room, that's power. You got to realize if you're saved, you get to have saved thoughts. You get to think about things that remind you of the salvation decision you made to follow Jesus. Our mind is protected by thinking the way God wants us to think and removing anything that doesn't glorify him. You have that power according to 2 Corinthians 10.5. And when your thoughts are right, that's when you're ready to fight the devil. 
But most of us, we get into these, these, these issues, these fights, these temptations, trying to think our way out of things. And then Satan is, he's bombarding your mind with all kinds of negative things, and you aren't using the right weapons to protect your mind, to guard your mind. We've got to have better thoughts. So you've got to remove. Somebody say number two. You've got to renew. You've got to renew. If we're going to retrain our brain and then develop a mind for more, we can not only remove thoughts, but we have to renew them. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform, change from the outside in to the standards of this world, but let God transform you, change from the inside out inwardly by complete change of your mind. In other words, by completely renewing your mind. So what makes our thoughts so difficult, difficult to control, Pastor Will? I want to share this quote with you. A mind that is not transformed by God's truth is easily controlled by Satan's lies. A mind that is not transformed by God's truth is easily controlled by Satan's lies. If you don't control what you think, you'll never have, have self-control. If you don't control your mind, you will forfeit control of your life. I'm challenging you, young people, to think differently. The reason this is true is because once, once you think something, it's easier to think that way over and over again. There's a few stats out. I can't quote them perfectly, but one of the stats is, is that the majority of the thoughts that we had from the day before are the same repetitious thoughts that we had from the day before that. And 90%, I believe it's 90% of those thoughts are repetitious. Not only are they repetitious, they're negative. So once you think negative, it's so much easier for us to just go back to the same negative thinking. It's just easy for us to go into this spiral, spiral effect of bad thought after bad thought after bad thought. And we often fall victim to negative repetitious thinking, not realizing how we got here in the first place. So in order to renew our mind, we cannot conform to this world. So how do you renew your mind? We renew. We need to renew our mind by thinking new thoughts. Thinking new thoughts and don't just think a new thought. Think, think about God. We don't just need to renew our thoughts. We need to replace them with God thoughts. This is how you retrain your brain. You think about what you think about. Romans 8, 5, as we said earlier, this is the first verse before verse 6. It says, everyone who is ruled by the Holy Spirit, everyone who has a mindset of the Spirit, thinks about spiritual things. Pastor Will, what are spiritual things? Philippians 4, 8, keep your minds on whatever is true, pure, right, holy, friendly, and proper. Don't ever stop thinking about what is truly worthwhile and worthy of praise. We just sang about it. God is worthy of it all. We got to think about God. When you start thinking that you're a failure, a mess up, whatever, whatever it is, you got to remind yourself that that's not true because that's not who God called you, called you to be, spoke over you, or said that's anything about you. The reason we want you to start thinking differently is so that you become the person that God created in your mother's womb. So that we get to watch you blossom into the person that God has called you to be. Because some of us, you are forfeiting that call in your life because you have let small thinking keep your life small. Got to have a mind for more. So renew your mind when you, we renew our mind when you pay more attention to God's word as opposed to the world. That's how you renew your mind. So I'm going to remove, then I got to renew. Somebody say number three, you got to reset. You got to reset. Uh, for some of you, you don't know about this. Anybody know what a Super Nintendo is? Anybody? All right, cool. Ain't that old? You put your hands down. Appreciate you, bro. You're really excited about that. Um, <clears throat> I had a Super Nintendo. I always got the game after the new game came out. My mom was broke, broke. So uh, when I finally got a Super Nintendo, my favorite game was Super Mario Brothers. I loved it. It was great. 
and uh, Mario and Luigi, you know, you eat a little mushroom and bloop, 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 you know, get real big. <clears throat> and what's the other thing? Denim, denim, denim. You know, that's the little sound. Uh, anyways, so how to play Super Mario Brothers. And uh, when I was getting ready to lose uh, a round that on the Nintendo Super Nintendo, it had a purple button. It was a little slide. You had the power button on one, and it clicked. You know, like, that's how you turn it on. It had a red light. But on this side, it had a little button that you could, like, a little DJ thing, like, but, you know, you hit it. It was like, reset. And <laughs> so when I was about to lose, I just pop it real fast. Reset. Reset. And a lot of us, we wish we could do that on life. I wish I didn't say that, Pastor Will. Reset. I wish I, wish I didn't think that thought. Reset. I, w- I wish I didn't. I wish I had never met them. Reset. And unfortunately, because the way life seems to present itself to us, I wish we had a reset button, but we don't always have a reset button. But you do and you can have a mindset reset. This is what reset means to do it again and again and again. This is the process of our life. You remove, then you renew then you reset. You remove, you renew, and then you reset. Colossians 3.2 Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Some of us get so consumed with what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, who you're going to date. Get so consumed with these things. We need to come back to the good work of what Jesus has done. Jesus gave us a reset. He gave us a rebirth for our life. So you have to reset your mind. You got to repent. Have you changed the way you think and live? Because if you gave your life to Jesus and you got to this point, you say, Pastor Will, I, I gave my life to Jesus. This is this is the place I got to. But I, you, you didn't change. What most people want is they want confession and not repentance. Pastor Will, what does that mean? You want to be forgiven from your sin, but you don't want to change your life. So you ask God to forgive you from all the mistakes that you made. You ask for the reset in that. But then you keep going back to the same repetitious negative thinking that leads to a negative lifestyle. And he wants to give you a mind for more. Isaiah 26.3, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. I try to keep my mind on Jesus. We reset our mind by focusing it on God. Next thing you need to write down, our mindsets reset by choice, not by chance. Our mindsets reset by choice, not by chance. You get to this place by choice. You decide to change your mind. It's not going to happen by chance. Somebody's not going to change it for you. You have to make that decision. The truth is, some people never change their mind. They've changed their address. Some of you change your number. You change your clothes. You change your mood. You change your friends, but they have not changed their mind, and they wonder why they're still in the same place. you got to renew your mind. So we're going to do a quick exercise together to help us with our thought patterns that are inconsistent with the Word of God. It's a quick little exercise, and we'll finish through this. We'll pray. It'll be good, and, you know, we'll, we'll dismiss and hang out a little bit. But I want you in your head. I don't want you to do this out loud, but in your head, I want you to count to 10. In your head, not yet. I'll tell you when. I want you to count to 10. It shouldn't be that hard. (laughs) And while you're counting quietly, I want you to follow some instructions I'm going to give you. But I want you to do that out loud. I want you to count to 10 in your head. But when I tell you to say something, I want you to say it out loud. That makes sense? Everybody got it? You sure? Because I know school's about to stop. And sometimes when school stops, our brain stops. Everybody, you following with me? Everybody good? 
Okay. You're going to count to 10, and then we're going to go. Are you ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. If you're ready, sound like SpongeBob, say, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Rock and roll. Oh, sorry, Grayson. I'm sorry, bro. I done ruined the moment. Okay, all right, you ready? Say, I'm ready, if you're ready. All right, cool. Okay, count to 10 in your head. Jesus, why'd you stop counting? Why'd you stop counting? Here, here, here's, matter of fact, let's do it again. I, I got a better one. Let's do, do it again. You ready? You ready? This side ready? You ready? Okay, go. Just count. Pink elephant. Why'd you stop counting? Here, 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 here's the thing, because some of y'all are stubborn. You're like, I didn't stop counting, Pastor Will, but in my mind, I saw a pink elephant count to 10 with me. Let me, let me, let me prove my point. When you're, what, what comes out of your mouth interrupts what's going on in your mind. So anytime that you're, you're dealing with thoughts in your head and then, you know, maybe you just need to say the name Jesus, maybe you need to say something random, what comes out of your mouth tend to, tends to interrupt what's in your head. And sometimes you need to be in life. You just need to say, you just need to say the name of Jesus. Because what I want to say to you tonight is that even if you don't know the verses to declare over your life, Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. Pastor Will, I don't know what to say over my life, but my thoughts just seem to be getting the best of me. My mind is racing. My heart is racing. I'm stressing out. I don't really know what to do. I feel overwhelmed. I'm in over my head. Just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. You have to remind your mind of the one who's in control of you. You have to remind your mind of the one who's in control of it. Next thing you need to write down, whatever your mind is set on is what you will settle for. Whatever your mind is set on is what you'll settle for. If your mind is on things of the flesh, you'll settle for things of the flesh. But if your mind is on things of the spirit, you'll settle for things of the spirit. You'll think about what is pure, what is, what is what, what's peaceable. You'll think about the things that bring you life and bring others life. But if you think on things of the flesh, it will lead to death. So, Pastor Will, how do I, how do I develop a mind for more? Three quick thoughts, three quick thoughts. You got to have an open mind got to have an open mind. Pastor Will, what do you mean by open mind? God can't teach us anything if we think we know everything. Nobody likes a know-it-all, as I mentioned earlier, and God won't use one. And I'm going to give you a definition for wisdom. Wisdom is when we think we know more or better than God. Not wisdom, wisdom. It's when you think you know better or more than God. You need to have an open mind. Number two. Somebody say number two. You got to have an honest mind. We can't go to where we're going if we're not honest about where we are. Some of you, you have some negative thinking that you need to deal with tonight, and we're going to pray over that. But lastly, number three, you got to have a hopeful mind. You got to have a hopeful mind. Hopelessness sets in when you believe God is done in your life. Did you hear what I just said? Hopelessness sets in when you believe God is done in your life. I'm here to tell you, if you're not dead, God's not done. He's not done with you. You're too young to give up. God's not done with your generation. He wants you to have a mind for more. Hopelessness is a mindset. You cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. You cannot do it. we got to be hopeful. 
The verses we read earlier, I'm closing with this, John 19, 17 through 18. Carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull. Somebody say skull. There they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side, Jesus with Jesus in the middle. It's interesting that Jesus was crucified at a place called the skull. Jesus didn't just come to give us an eternal life. He came to give us a new life. He came to give us abundant life. He came to give us a free life. And I don't think it's ironic that Jesus was crucified at a place called the skull because he wants to give us a life of more. And I think that is symbolic because you are you are only as free as you are in your mind. To me, I believe I believe the Bible is just, it's very detailed like that because Jesus wants you to know the cross beats everything. The cross is over your mind. The cross is over your addiction, your pain, your past, your situation, your circumstance. He died on the cross to let you know I've overcome the things that are even in your mind. I came to give you a mind for more. Jesus came to set your minds free. So I'm going to ask if you don't mind if you'll stand up on your feet. And you're in this room and you say, Pastor Will, I don't know Jesus. I haven't, I haven't given my life to him yet. Or maybe you have and you want to rededicate. We'll do that in a moment. But you, this first part, you're here and you say, Pastor Will, I need, to give, I need to get my mind right. And that starts with a relationship with Jesus. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're in the room, you raising your hand doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean any, I'm not placing any condemnation on you. You're just having an honest mind about where you currently are. If you're in this room, you say, Pastor Will, I do not have a relationship with Jesus, but I want one and I need one. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Anybody in the room? Heads bowed, eyes closed. Anybody need to give their life to Jesus? This is awesome. Praise God. Next part. Head still bowed, bowed, eyes still closed. Say you're in this room. You say, Pastor Will, I'm struggling with my thinking. I'm struggling with my thoughts. Sometimes I get so into my head. I get so into issues that I just can't seem to find a way out. They just, they over, they overwhelm me. If that's you and you struggle with your thinking, I want you to slide your hand up if that's you. Hands all over the room. Wow. Anybody else? put your hands down. I'm going to ask everybody in the room to do this. Leaders, we're going to do this as well. I just want you to take one of your hands, right or left hand, and just place it on your head. Just place your hand on your head. I'm going to pray a blessing over you. We're going to pray a prayer by faith for God to heal your mind. I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Father, I pray for us to have a miracle in our mind. For you to give us a mind for more. Father, to stop negative thinking, to stop pessimism and satanic thoughts, I pray for and believe for peace that surpasses understanding. I'm believing for power, love, and a sound mind. We receive it in faith that our mind will be different. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all give God some praise.